With frequent wildfires contributing to airborne pollution, the harmful effects of inflammation and free radical exposure are of particular concern. But you can buttress your natural defenses with nutritional support from my friends at NT Factor. Free radicals are highly unstable molecules that can trigger cell damage, leaving your cells less equipped to utilize oxygen. NT Factor's Breakthrough Lipids formula restores energy and undoes the damage to cells caused by free radicals. Breathe Clear with NT Factor combines the benefits of NT Factor with quercetin, a powerful bioflavonoid. In addition to its antioxidant properties, quercetin is an anti-inflammatory. It works to open up the nasal and respiratory passages. For a limited time, buy one container of NT Factor Lipids Powder and get a bottle of Breathe Clear with NT Factor free. Just go to ntfactor.com, that's ntfactor.com, or call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158. This summer, arm yourself with the protective power of NT Factor Lipids Powder and get Breathe Clear with NT Factor absolutely free and breathe freely while supporting your body's fight against free radicals. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, something that I look forward to every week, and we hope that you do as well, because it's an opportunity to have a great conversation and to field questions from you with our resident nutritionist, Layla Mutin. Uh, how you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. I can't believe it's August. It is August, <laughs> and uh, here we are. But Too I, quickly. Also, it, it's at some level, mm-hmm. uh, I can't believe it's August, but I also can't believe that we have an entire month of summer still. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like the summer's been really going on for a long time. Oh, um, that's good. You've been more present yeah. if you feel that way. Well, I always seem like summer's going too fast. I've literally been more present because I haven't taken my, quote, summer vacation. Uh, I've spent you know time at the beach and I've spent time in the country, but I haven't taken a quote vacation where you get on a plane and go somewhere. Yeah. So, which I'm about to do. I'm going to be going to the Canadian Rockies next week uh, for you know relatively short getaway, but it's going to be really pretty to get out into the mountains there, that Beautiful part of the world. Country. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, then I'll be back for the usual through the month of August because mm-hmm. um, you know. It's, it's, it's not the greatest time to travel because a, a lot of places are very cra- crowded. It's peak travel season, and uh, the weather is is relatively nice here. So it's you know an opportunity yes. to spend time in the water, on the bike, mm-hmm. you know, outside hiking, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so uh, before we get to questions, questions come to questions at drhopman.net. Uh, I noticed that you wrote an interesting article. It's a little departure because often you talk about specific nutrients or maybe you'll throw in a recipe suggestion. Mm -hmm. Uh, You did an article. Was it an article or a podcast? On? On on, uh, food waste. On food waste. Actually, I did a podcast on it recently. Yeah. Because there was recent news about more people wasting food and all that. But I had written an article some time back, which I'll need to now update. So just to reflect all of that. There's a lot more food waste going on. We're yeah. throwing away, uh, I, I forget the numbers, but way too much food. And I talked about different tips and tricks to mm-hmm. not do that. Sometimes we overbuy and we don't go through our inventory. We don't look at what we have in bulk and use it up right. before we go find work. You have to situate your refrigerator in a way 
or you could see the leftovers <laughs> yeah, I know. before they become a science right. project in two right. weeks. Right. So it's that kind of thing. And I, I do that. I actually am yeah. sort of strategic about it. And if I'm going to go away, I start to buy less. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. uh, I also, even sometimes if I'm going to go for a short car trip, I'll say, you know, let me put like a, like a, like a freezer bag. That's it. In, and then take something so that if it's not going to spoil. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm now dwindling down in the fridge because yeah. I will be away next right. week, as you will be going to Alberta. I'll be out east. Right. Paul and I, and just dwindling down what's there, bringing what's left out. Right. And then just well, yeah, I just have I have that ethic. Now you know. Uh, I hate to waste food. I'm old enough to remember the expression. Eat what's on your plate because people are starving in Europe. Yes. Now, because they were starving in Europe. Yeah. I was told, finish what's on your plate because there are children starving in Bangladesh. Okay, right. That's what I was told. Right. Well, so if I was growing up in the 50s, things were tough in Europe still, banged yeah. up after World War II. So people maybe were, you know, hungry. Sure. Uh, no more. And But also, that's sometimes a recipe for overeating yes. and giving kids kind of a complex like clean your plate you know that yeah. whole thing that's not necessarily good either that's not, um, we are not food receptacles right that food can always be stored in the refrigerator right eaten another day or even perish the thought thrown out <gasps> i know i know i know but yeah. but it's better perish you know the thought is it, right. <laughs> it, it's better to put it in the garbage than to put it in your pie hole exactly if you're already full and you know i want to mention this is an ex uh, an exceptionally bad message for children. If you want to get in touch with your own satiety cues when yep. you're hungry, when you're full, follow a six-year-old around. Oh, okay. They know yep. when they're done eating, they simply stop. They're diffident. Yeah. 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 They're not looking, oh, I didn't finish. I didn't. Yeah. When they're done, they're yeah. done. It's like, we all need to pay attention to children. But the, the message is often, you eat a little more vegetable. You didn't touch your, your vegetables, yeah. you know, that whole thing. broccoli. Right, right. Put cheese on it, they'll eat it. Right, right. Well, this is interesting because I also read an article about uh, something that's happening in Europe. And this is a reflection of they're going undergoing a slight recession there mm. in Europe, uh, which was destined to hit in the United States. Yeah. And uh, didn't really uh, come to fruition so much in the United States yet. It may yet. But in Europe, definitely they had a recession. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, what they've done is they've, they've actually, uh, some businesses have exploited that. They've taken uh, not food that is, quote, expired, but, you know, best buy certain best dates. Buy. Yeah. Best buy doesn't mean that, like, you know, if it's best buy, like, April 30th, it doesn't mean that on April 29th it's okay to eat, and on April 30th you're going to get yeah. botula you know, botulism right. from right. it. You know, it just means that... It, the quality yeah, may, be, may yeah. diminish. Right. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're actually having whole businesses which are for food that is past its best buy date, which yes. is not as marketable because, you know, somebody who's a discerning consumer is going to say, eh, I'll, I'll go, you know, and get something fresher. Mm -hmm. uh, but the food is still good. And yeah. they're, they're, it's less expensive. You know, some consumers are deciding to opt for it if they're right. hard-pressed to meet their food budget. It's like when you go to the grocery store and you will see the manager's special on chicken. It's because that use-by date is tomorrow. It's a use So they want it. They want to. They want to yeah. unload. Get it. Throw it in your freezer. Get it. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about organic, obviously. Right. It's a use-by date. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a not use -by necessarily. Date. Get it. 
I think people have a misconception about that. Uh, so, yeah. what are some other measures that people can use to avoid waste? Uh, Having a full inventory of what's in their pantry, what's in their refrigerator, right. and even their spice rack. Mm -hmm. One of the worst things that can happen is you're making some kind of beautiful meal and you're out of specific important spices that make it so. Like curry, if you're out of turmeric, you're out of coriander, you're out of cumin, you can't make a curry. Right. Right. <laughs> you want to make sure you have enough, right? Things like that. Making sure your leftovers are in full view. Only cooking as much as you will eat. Right. Whatever you're going to get bored with after the second or third day, put in the freezer. Yeah. People aren't using their freezers enough. Is that avocado getting a little too soft now? You could put that in the freezer. Uh -huh. In fact, you could take that avocado off your windowsill while it's still firm, fairly firm, and put it in your produce drawer. Right. And as it gets soft enough, eat it then. And if it's still not, you could put it in your freezer. There are lots of different like ways backups. to store and yeah. when I, in the city, I can't do this, but in you know in uh, the I, I kind of live in three places, especially yeah. in the summer, and uh, you know so I'll go out to the beach, or I'll go out to the country, mm. and uh, in the garage there's room for an extra refrigerator, so I'll nice. have actually uh, extra room for backup, yeah, so that I don't have to go to the market continually, continually, continually. That's a great and, idea. Uh, and then there's you know the opportunity to freeze certain things. Absolutely. So um, what about uh, you know what about sort of ingeniously rejiggering leftovers? Or mm -hmm. is that part of the plan? Yeah, like Thanksgiving turkey and making turkey tetrazzini or things like that. You could take that roast chicken when you're done eating that. You can make a chicken salad yeah. from that. You could throw the rest of that carcass into a big pot and make soup. You can make stew. There's all kinds of things. You can add that chicken shredded into a stir fry. Yes. Right? Or make you know, you chicken can salad, like you know, that. some celery, onions, some mayonnaise. I'm sorry. I'm, I was never spoiled of leftovers. I love leftovers. Okay. Right. I think soup and stew taste yeah. better the second day. Yeah. I have a... Instead a, of when I, I first make it. I have a relative. He's a, he's a doctor. He's a radiologist. I he, love leftovers. He will not eat any leftovers. If it's not freshly cooked, he won't... Now, this is like almost like a mania that he wow. has about leftovers. Maybe he got too many leftovers when he was a kid, you know, because mm. he grew up poor. I don't know. Could be. So, All right. So he has to, you know, <laughs> there's like no fresh food. you guys got to go to the restaurant and have something fresh. Yeah. But, uh, so, yes, uh, ingenious uh, sort of, you know, reutilizing materials. And, and I like to mm -hmm. make more salmon than I need, that I have some extras because it's great for lunch. It could even be good as a side dish for breakfast. I'll know, eat it A high-protein side dish. I love it for uh, breakfast if you order, and for lunch. There, some hotels have you that cater to uh, high-end Japanese tourists and business people uh, have the Japanese uh, breakfast menu. And mm -hmm. instead of, you know, bacon and eggs and hash browns, <coughs> it's like... A, uh, a piece of salmon, maybe with a hard-boiled egg, but it's going to be a piece of lovely of like salmon teriyaki for breakfast. Wow! And it's a really good high-protein option if you want it. You know, want a gluten-free kind of thing because it yes. will come with a little dollop of rice. Right. But it's going to be definitely gluten-free. It's not like mm -hmm. you know mounds of toast. You know, uh, mm -hmm. on on your plate. So uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, 
so obviously waste is a big problem. The other thing I think is we need more efficient systems for gathering the food from restaurants so that it can be fed to you know the uh, city harvest does a really wonderful un- job. Undomiciled. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to even. I don't even. Is homeless a PC term anymore? I don't I even don't know. know. Undomiciled mm-hmm. people. Back um, back when I was doing my dietetic internship, one of the rotations I had to do was at City Harvest. Okay. And I had to give like a nutrition course oh. and everything at a particular. It was a church in Bed-Stuy area of Brooklyn. Okay. It was wonderful. It was great. I right. realized that I could teach. Right. Anyway, so City Harvest does a beautiful job of that. We need more of it because more and more food is going. Right. Now, I know dumpster diving was a thing for a little while. Yeah. I don't know that it is. Yeah. I would want people to be it's careful. It's now more dumpster diving for vitamins so that they can be resold on Amazon. Oh, my gosh. And you know <laughs> there are dumpster driven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People who've gotten stuff out of dumpsters and, and, it's, and reselling them. It's true. So they can buy drugs. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a matter of subsistence anymore. So, I mean, th- there is a safety factor to all of that. But be mindful of don't buy more than you know you're going to eat that, or that you know you're, you could store and use up before it goes bad. And make better use of your freezer. Mm-hmm. Or cook the food that you know is about to hey you know this is getting we're getting by that best buy date it's time to cook it right time to cook it and freeze it right freeze it in individual storage containers so you always have a fallback for the times you're not able to cook you know i think for your family there's arguments to be made that that is actually one of the uh ways to address climate change is to reduce food waste because let's say we're wasting half of our food you know if we cut Mm -hmm. you know the, the waste by half there's always going to be some waste uh, you know, we're going to reduce the pressure on uh, the environment and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever whatever environmental devastation is caused by chopping down forests or by, yeah. um, you know, high, Which uh, eat up high energy production mm-hmm. methods. Right. You know, like, industrial farming. Yeah. Industrial which is, farming. Which is really a horrible thing for our soil. We're, use, we're losing billions and billions of pounds of soil. It's regenerative agriculture. That's where, this is where the tide is turning, and I believe this is all part of our great awakening. Yeah, I, I, I really see that that's going to be very important. Because we need to stop fighting nature yeah. and going with her and supporting it. We would all be better off. However, I, unfortunately, I think there's some really powerful forces arrayed that are militating in the opposite direction to give yes. us faux foods, synthetic yeah. foods. And it's sort of like we're using, under the guise of climate awareness... Uh, it's used as a cudgel to beat it's, people in eating highly processed artificial foods. It's greenwashed. It is greenwashed, right? yes, yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. You don't want, you want to be aware of that. You don't want more processed food that's not the way to eat. Right. There's an ecosystem with the things that we grow and the animals that subsist with it and complement that ecosystem. There's a way to do all this. And another element of waste is... Uh, Unfortunately, our current SNAP system, formerly known as food stamps, yes, were, uh, too much on the order of really poor quality ultra-processed foods are sure. allowed. And, and they should some be. of them actually become sort of a stock in trade. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, I got all this stuff on my SNAP benefits. I'll trade you for whatever money or for yeah. you know other maybe not so desirable things like cigarettes or you know mm-hmm. alcohol or drugs even. And uh, you know people eat that stuff. It's going to increase our health care costs. It's not to their benefit. 
it, the whole rationale for the program was to avoid what's called food insecurity. Yes. And you know, food insecurity used to be equated with hunger and starvation. Well, now food insecurity is about poor quality diets that undermine health that can often contribute to obesity. Yes. But they're, they're uh, nutritionally poor diets mm -hmm. that are very fattening yeah. and undermine health. Yeah. And that is not to the benefit of the recipients, nor is it to the benefit of society to subsidize illness, in effect. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's to the benefit maybe of the food industry that they have another way that the government is subsidizing purchases of poor quality food. Yeah. You know? But yeah. I, I just think it's, uh, I, I got to say that so much of what is happening uh, in the world, and, you know, if we focus only on our field, which is, you know, nutrition and health mm -hmm. is really uh, dispiriting. <laughs> you know, it is. It's like, uh, you know, I wake up, I look at the news and I go, why am I getting aggravated, you know, first thing in the morning by yeah. looking at all the bad stuff that's happening? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, and yeah. some of these developments are really disheartening. So anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's, hmm. let's you know, try and come up with some more upbeat suggestions for how people can optimize their health. That's what this Absolutely. podcast was about. Uh, questions to drhoffman.net is the destination for questions. So let's see what our listeners have on their minds. We've got an email here from Terry uh, about telomeres. Please share your thoughts concerning controversies about the significance of telomere length. Sure. In particular, your comments on research this is an Italian review, is what it is, mm -hmm. suggesting that telomere length to aging may be wrong. Okay. And that this uncertainty is actually due to a kaleidoscope of biological and technical factors, poor standardization techniques used for health assessments, dependence of telomere structure yeah. upon our genetics, upon our epigenetics, our environment, okay, behavioral there's, attitudes, there's a pathologies. Whole lot there. There's a whole lot. Let's, a let's, lot. let's yeah. explain that. So, okay, so telomeres. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, because I get Greek and Roman mixed up, mm -hmm. I did not have a classic education. You know, actually, my father, he uh, was educated in Germany <clears throat> in mm -hmm. the 1920s. He studied Greek and Latin. Wow. That was, that's, that was education. But wow. we did not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my thing was like Spanish, French, and German. Um, yep. So, telos, I think, means time, mm. and mere means structure or something like a centromere is a central structure within a cell. So, a mere, I think, is something about like a structure. Okay. So, uh, telomeres are the, if the analogy is Here like, it is, Greek words telos. Yes. It means end, and meros means part. Okay, there we end go. End part. Thank you. Okay, so, uh, okay. I, just, I did this from memory. Mm -hmm. So, um, there is... The analogy is with the shoelace, and you know, I hate it when my shoelaces at the ends, they have these little plastic caps. Yeah. And when those plastic caps break or... Or, or they or, get frayed, or and then the shoelace come gets frayed. When the shoelace gets frayed, it unravels, <laughs> yeah. right? And those little things, here's a, here's a crossword puzzle word, they're called egglets, E-G-L-E-T. Egglets. Uh, yeah. yeah. So th that's what those little yeah. caps are. Well, uh, telomeres are sort of like that, but it's not that literal. They actually mm -hmm. have some responsibility for not just holding the DNA in place. They're at the, they're at the ends of these uh, chromosomes. Yeah. 
and they kind of keep they kind of regulate the uh, translation of the genes, mm-hmm. you know. So, but as you age, they shorten and change in structure and efficacy. So they were thought to be a proxy for aging, and you know, simplistically, the shorter your telomeres, mm-hmm. the more likely your chromosomes were going to unravel. You know, like yeah. bad shoelaces, like old shoelaces. Yeah. But it's not that literal. So mm-hmm. what all these considerations that you're bringing up are like uh, nuances yes. that have to do with yes. what the function mm-hmm. of telomeres is. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, some people are born with longer telomeres. Some people are born with shorter telomeres. Maybe some mm-hmm. people have shorter telomeres that are more effective telomeres. Yeah. So, it, so there is a method, or actually many methods, for measuring telomeres. Mm. And it is thought, it was like, this is a promising way to measure aging. You know how yeah. it's like you're 65, or do your telomeres really say you're you're 80, or do your telomeres say you're 50? Right. Uh, that right. was kind of they were talking literally about that, and then they even came up with these telomere supplements. I think I remember one T-A-65. was 65 or something like that that purported to lengthen or maintain the length yeah. of your telomeres. Yeah. And it had a bunch of botanicals in there. It was some good stuff, mm-hmm. but did it really? Uh, according to a couple of studies, it seemed to work to lengthen or maintain the length of your telomeres. Yeah. But uh, I, they're, they're looking at telomeres kind of critically now because yeah. they're saying that they are not a perfect proxy for your biological age as mm-hmm. opposed to your chronological age. We always want to know, you know, you look at people like my age. My age is, I'm 70. I look at people who are 70, I'm on, on Facebook, I'm in a, a group cycling for over 70, and I see like, oh, this guy's like 72, he just like uh, rode his bike 100 miles, he looks awesome, he looks like he's 49, you uh-huh. know, and he's great. Yeah. And then, they're the people who are 70, mm-hmm. who are, they're on death's door, and then they're the people who are 70, <clears throat> but they actually died when they were 62. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. So, you know, so it, it's, yeah. it's very variable. It is. Uh, and so we also look at this so-called methylation clock. Mm. But the meth, meth, it's the, the, Horvath, the Horvath clock. There's a guy named Horvath, uh-huh. or an anti-aging researcher who has come up with methylation clocks as a way of, it measures methylation in various tissues, and there's like a standard for what is optimal. And then you can sort of measure the degree of methylation in different tissues and that comes up with a score that gives you your biological age but that even has been assailed so I don't think there is a single measure there's also functional measures what's your VO2 max what's your heart rate what is your strength your grip strength Uh even is how far can you grip strength is a proxy right given you know with a stopwatch how far can you walk or run Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a strength how uh, high stress can you, test. How high can you jump? Yeah. Uh, you know, how many push-ups can you do? How many pull-ups can you do? Etc. Uh, yeah. Etc. So, uh, you know, then there's brain things like, well, you know, can you perform tasks, uh, you know, rapidly or not? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many proxies for aging. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so to answer the question, yes, there are problems with the telomere yeah. length as a uh, mm-hmm. as a metric of aging. Also, 
behavioral attitudes, and I want to mention because sure. I don't think this gets enough okay. notice, is what do you think is going to happen? Right. Do you think you're going to be a healthy person in their 70s, 80s, and forward? Or do you think, okay, this is when stuff starts to happen, right. and you're waiting for some shoe to drop on you, well, or something like that? It, it, it is being a little older is a balancing act, because it's a balancing act between constructive denial yeah. and foolish denial. You know, because foolish denial I hear that. is yeah, yeah. like, foolish is denial, like I, hey, I you know, like, well, are you thinking of your husband? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> men are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Men, are, like, men tend to no, be like you're gonna, you did fall off that ladder, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you right. busted your shoulder. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes uh, it's stuff like that. That's yeah. true, it's true. Yeah. I'm not talking about, you know, getting up on top of that ladder to clean your ceiling fan. Right. You can hire somebody to do but, that. But, but you have to think about... Ignoring you symptoms. Want, you don't, exactly. Ignoring you don't symptoms. Want, ignoring symptoms, right. number one. Oh, it'll go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if it doesn't go away in two weeks, you need to do something and pay attention yeah, yeah. to it. Right. And be curious about it yeah. and follow up and follow through about yeah. it. So, it's, it's that but, kind of but thing. But, there isn't it... Now, purportedly... Uh, the oldest man in the world just died. He's a Brazilian, and you know I don't know if he's if he exceeded the record by Jean Calment. Jean Calment was mm -hmm. a, a woman in France who was supposedly I don't know 132 or 129 something like that. And they <clears throat> this guy's uh, they think he's 127. Wow! Uh, and they show pictures of him. And they show pictures of him four years ago. And he's on horseback. He stopped riding horses four years ago. You know, uh, once, some, once you're in your 100 teens, it's right, uh, right. maybe time to slow down. <laughs> right. But, you know, and you look at the guy, and I Hang swear, the, the guy looked like he's 72, you know, when he's sitting on that horse. So there's something, look, obviously he's genetically endowed, but also he had supposedly great out, uh, attitude. Uh, he used to drink a little bit, a little bit of alcohol, you know, permitted himself a drink here and there. Um, what was his secret? I mean, everybody has a different secret. You know, some old one was a vegan, one was like, you know, smoking cigarettes until they were 103. Uh, you know, it's it varies. I have an auntie. She's going to be 95 in September. Right. She doesn't look a day over 70. Right. right. Her skin, mm -hmm. she's not some elderly, frail person. She has her full developed body. Right. She has no trouble getting up and down from the floor. That's another proxy. That's a very important Older proxy. people can't do that. Yes. She has no problem getting up yep. and down from the right, floor. Right, right. She's not, and she's climbing on something. It's like that commercial. Hey, I, let me get that for you. It's you like don't that need commercial. to climb I, on that. I fell down and I can't get up. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Like, exactly. Frail, that's a, a but it's that. marker of frailty. Yes. Frailty. Yes. Um, and then when it comes to stress. Yeah. My grandfather lived to be 101. <laughs> he was the most angry a uh, tyrannical person. Uh, I didn't think people like that lived that long. You're proving me wrong he now. He wow. gave stress. He gave stress. He shortened mm -hmm. the lives of people around him. But he was, uh, I mean, he's the kind of guy where you'd cringe if you were driving a car with him because he would drive erratically and yell out the window in one of a multitude, rage. In, a, in a multitude of foreign languages, shaking his <laughs> fist at other drivers. Uh, this and this is how we made it to 101. So it is that, you know, uh, it, he was not serene. He was not the Buddha, you know, cross-legged. And know, it obviously in didn't increase his chance of a heart attack. They say your anger 
will yeah. increase your chance of yeah. having a heart attack yeah. by 280%. Yeah. That didn't work. Well, maybe wow. maybe he he sort of expiated his anger. So, wow. You know, sort of discharged it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. He, That's interesting. Yeah. How people deal with yeah, but still, you know, okay, different strokes. Yeah. All right. So, so that's the problem with anti-aging research. It is you know we need a we need proper metrics, but yeah, you know it, I think it was a little simplistic to think like oh the length of your telomeres that's the the tell-all for mm -hmm. your uh, biological age. That's not. Yeah. There's a good point. Thank you for it that, is that listener is it very is. Terry. Thank you very much for for that. All right, good point in which to pause because, as our listeners know, we divide our podcast into two parts and give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. My organics test showed I have a high need for B6, but I take some B6 and it's very high. What's going on? Okay, we'll tackle that, that question when we return. Questions drhoffman.net, destination for questions. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla, and we'll be right back.